Hello. Hello. How are you? Good. How are you? No, not bad. This week has been just... The last couple weeks have been crazy. But you guys opened a show. We opened a show. Yeah. Um, should I be... Uh, I'm going to press the recording okay. button. <laughs> just to get so hard to tell when we've started anymore. Um, yeah, we opened a show last Friday. Mm-hmm. Um and it's it was a it's one of our new Canadian plays, Anbridge New Canadian Plays, and it's which is always a huge, uh, it's a huge deal, right? <clears throat> and um, in in which I can imagine a couple ways in which it's a huge yeah, deal. yeah, quite a few ways. I mean the 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 newness of it all means that um, there's always a little bit more anxiety about it yeah. by everyone in the organization, um, and usually it's a play that. Because we have no indication, I mean, obviously, because we have no indication of how it's played elsewhere, there's always this real excitement and, and nervousness about how the audience will uh, respond to it um, or receive it. Um, <clears throat> not just will they like it or not, but will they? Will there be an interesting conversation about it? Will people be open to, and, and in particular, this play is, uh, it's a really great play. It's... Um, it, you know, it, it, there's some there's some difficult things to grapple with about what it's like to be young today, right. um, in it, and so some people <clears throat> some people will acknowledge that as truth, and some people it's that it's that age old thing about the question of whether theater is supposed to show the world as it is mm-hmm. or show the world as everyone would like it to be or many people would like it to be, and <clears throat> right or and I would I would mm-hmm. and, and we can circle back, but. Uh to or is it to propose a way in which the world could be yeah so there's those there's a few options there and probably a few that you and i don't even know about that people come into the theater thinking it'll be mm-hmm. um and in this case there's people really responding to the tr- the the sort of honesty of the show and the um the authenticity of the show um and there's some people that are responding to the fact that they really wish that wasn't honest that that it wasn't true that things were better or that we could be better um better I'm, i mean i should even use my air quotes about better um right. because even better is in the eye of the beholder and so this is this is this circle yeah it's the circle by jeffrey simon brown who's a young writer who grew up in calgary and it's set in a in a at a garage party in suburban calgary and um and it's uh yeah the, it, it's always just fascinating to to have people's responses and it, the response has been um it's been polarized but more on the positive side in terms of people um really recognizing the the value of telling that telling the story and the recognizing themselves in the story um which is really great to see and the folks who the folks who wish the world was otherwise um have certainly been expressing that. Um, and, uh, but at the very least they're talking about it and we can engage in conversation with them about it. Um, one of the things that has driven me nuts in the last little while is when people don't like the content of something and they're too polite to say, I think what, I think that's bullshit <clears throat> or I'm upset that you would put that on the stage or I'm upset that, um, and they say uh, that wasn't the, the, their response is when they, when they when they had a strong negative reaction to something, or not strong but a negative reaction to something. They'll say that wasn't uh, that was that wasn't really my cup of tea, 
and I right. and I, that's I feel like that has happened in the last probably six or seven years in a way that kind of drives me nuts because not my cup of tea is not really an answer. It's not. It's a. It's a response that you're telling me you didn't like it, but um, but and I'm fine to ask. I'm fine to follow up and ask. Um, may I ask why? And that's when it gets uncomfortable because sometimes they. I can kind of. I have a lot of guesses. I have a lot of assumptions about why, but they may or may not be able to articulate it or feel comfortable articulating why. Um, the folks with the circle seem to be comfortable articulating why, which is that. They don't. Um, <clears throat> they don't see. Uh, they don't see what's re- redeeming in the characters. Um, the characters are, are young people who are sometimes mean to one another, <laughs> as we all are, young or otherwise. But um, they would, you know, they would prefer that we don't necessarily have to see that meanness. I think that sense that we spend all day in a world that's kind of hard. So coming to the see- coming to the theater to see a world that's kind of hard is hard for people. And, um, at least they're, at least they're able to articulate that. And I understand that and I respect that. Um, but they've, uh, it's, it's been interesting to, to hear them, hear them talk about that. And for us to, to talk about why we, why we felt the play was an important play to do. And, and, um, and so the, the one always wonders how a play will be received. And in the case of the circle, um, what kind of conversation will come out of it. And it seems like it's been successful in that the conversations from um, young people or people of all ages who recognize something in the play um, have, have talked about their own experiences and how they recognize something of themselves or of the world in the play. And, um, you know, we've had a lot of, t- a lot of um, uh, talks after the show with uh, Jeff, who is in the show as well, um, and he just turned like 26 two weeks ago. So he's a very young, he's at the very start of his career. So it's pretty, it's a, it's formative to have as many conversations like this uh, and as many performances like this of a new play for him. And the conversations have been really rich and, um, and people have been really responding to the opportunity to talk to him about the play and why he wrote it. And um, and so the, the, that part of it has been really, really successful. And, and of course we also launch it. Um, there's a, there's, there's quite a few eyes on the play. I mean, when it's a new play, I mean, people talk a little bit, we, you know, when you're doing say a Christopher Durang play, like we just did, people will talk a bit about what they thought about the play, but <clears throat> at this point in the, in the play's lifespan, they're not necessarily telling Christopher Durang what he could have done better. You know what I mean? Right, right. Um, you're not like get a day job, dude. Yeah, or I don't know if this I don't know if this person has any um, storytelling talent. Uh, but there's a bit more pressure on the play, mm-hmm. and we also have you know uh, as an organization we have a lot of stakeholders who are um, you know New Canadian Plays has been our one of the things we've done since we started, like in 1972. So we have a lot of stakeholders who have a lot invested um you know uh, both financial support as well as moral and uh, emotional support and just like um they care about the fact that we do new plays so it's it heightens the excitement around the play as well and the number of eyes that are on it and so it's always a big deal for us um no matter how 
you know, I mean, 1972, it's a long time ago we've been doing this. You'd think we'd be like, oh, yeah, new play, no big deal. Whatevs. Um, but this is the first one in the post-Playwrights Festival no, era. No, no. This, this is our second season of oh, yeah. Playwrights oh, Festival era. Oh. We did, um, interestingly enough, the play that opened our... Last year's a bit of a blur to me, just generally, so... No worries, dude. Um, last year, the play that opened our... The first play that was a non-Playwrights you know, or non-playwrights festival new play when we didn't have a festival anymore was um, Butcher by Nicholas Bion, which just opened at the Theatre Centre this week as well, mm-hmm. just this past week. So yeah, yeah. Um, we've had, uh, you know, so that's that was the first, and that went, uh, that was a, a play that um, everyone really responded quite strongly to as well and has had a great deal of success after, um, I don't know, it's like five five, six productions um, uh, in this season after we launched it last season. So it's, uh, you know, again, it's interesting to see that kind of all come together as well Mm -hmm. um, at around the same time. So it's, it's exciting. Like it's an exciting time. And, um, but yeah, we're still testing. We're still testing what it feels like to be outside of uh, the Playwrights Festival, which of course ran for 28 years and, and was four shows all at once. Um, it's interesting to me that was always a huge undertaking, right? For launching four and some years five new plays all at one time um, was always a, was always felt huge, um, it, and it still feels huge, just in a slightly different way to launch one new play. Um, but it's yeah, so it's a it's been an interesting ride, and then you know as always, it's 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 the fall going into the winter, so. People drop like flies with the flu and, you know, it's always every day you kind of come in and go, who's here today? Um, because, you know, people are, are sick or because there's been this huge, uh, you know, thrust of activity to open up the play. Um, people are taking their days off now and stuff like that now that it's open and running. So it's, um, it's, a, it's you know, it's an organizational adventure as well, um, mm. just running anything, as we all know. Or as yeah, as we all know from hearing me talk about it. Um, so yeah, it's been a it's been an interesting couple of weeks, but it's I don't know. That's what this is. What this is what the it's you know for better or worse. It's why it's why I why why one gets into it and why one continues is because um, one gets to see a play affect an audience and engage in that conversation and see. Um, see a playwright, a young playwright or any playwright, um, hear their work, meet an audience. It's thrilling. And, um, uh, yeah, it's pretty thrilling. And it's, it's what makes it, it's what makes it all, it, it, it's what makes all the spreadsheets worthwhile. Right. And that's good. I mean, that, that feels like, you know, uh, the, yeah, that's an important thing of, of doing the shows is remembering why the spreadsheets or the anxiety about the spreadsheets or whatever is the worst part of that. Uh, mm-hmm. To try to deal with that. Um, I, I, I realized that, you know, in, in leading up to the fun palace, I'm like, I just, maybe it's just that I need a show. Like I need, I need to do the show in front of people and remember that that's part of the thing that I really like. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's part of what makes the, 
scheduling, which I think is even worse than the spreadsheets or, or <laughs> you know, somewhere on my rank, my rank of, of the things that are not why I love the theater, uh, that, that putting on events and having nights with people coming together to do interesting things that that's the thing that I care about. And, and if that's not happening or if that hasn't happened for a while, then it becomes harder and harder to, to remember why all, all the other things might be bearable. Right. <laughs> and you have a fun palace tonight, right? Is that true? I know I have a fun palace Monday. Monday. Uh, so, oh, you know, okay. depending on when people are listening to this, uh, the odds of that still being true are unlikely. I have a fun palace uh, November 2nd, Monday, November 2nd, 2015, if you are listening in the future. Um, but it, it speaks to your mood, I guess. Is it what speaks to my mood. Uh, <laughs> we're about to do, we have sort of two days of rehearsal this weekend. And, and, then, and then we do the show. And that's... So that's good. I think that that we have rehearsal, that there's a draft of the radio drama that I feel okay about. And mostly I feel okay in that it's done. And so yeah. we have something to do today. Right. That's that's exciting. Uh, and hey, yeah. Done done is good, man. Done, done is, is good. good. A lot of things aren't done. Yeah. Yours is done right better, now. Better done than perfect. Uh, yeah. So... So yeah, so that's that's exciting to see what that feels like at the Burdock, uh, and and how it how it plays. It's a pretty great group of folks that I get to play with. So that's that's exciting, and it does it moves it out of where where the job feels like scheduling and trying to deal with that. Um trying to deal with the scarcity of independent producing basically and right. and the scarcity of attention that that is possible in that frame maybe in the city i don't know how much of it is mm. um yeah i think there yeah i've been i've been struggling with that and oh. and so part of it is really yeah to get to get the show together and out and therefore feel feel reminded by the ability to kind of create create community and a vibe if only for a night um, yeah and and then and then maybe work on uh, figuring out the momentum of those things you know it's yeah. that's that I find in the yeah, in my space, you know, the, the the same thing sort of happens, right? If people get colds or get life happens and they take their days uh -huh. and and in my world, there's just no guarantee that they're ever going to come back. Right. Right. That that the group doesn't quite exist unless it's together. Uh, and uh -huh. it is. We are all spread so thin uh, that the challenge of of bringing us together sometimes to me and i think it you know again this is all this stuff that is so tied to personality and personal history but that that's a 
that's a part of this that I find very challenging. Uh. This thing of making making group activity. Uh, the only problem is that I also find doing things alone almost impossible. So the group activity then is is better and and thus and thus my cycle yeah you know what i started to realize this week i was talking to some people about um an idea i was having and um and they were like are you i you're not you, i mean you don't need our permission and i was like oh no 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 and i wasn't really i wasn't really asking for it i just I need to, I just needed to, oh, sorry, I needed to talk through this. Mm-hmm. Um, and I realized I was like, oh, I should have, I should have framed it that way because they thought I was asking them for permission. Right. Um, and in a way, collaborating in that way or running, running something by people if, and, you know, sort of soliciting feedback is a style of asking for permission. <laughs> um, uh, even if you don't technically have to, you're sort of, um, asking for permission for your enthusiasm about it or your fear about it. Um, <laughs> you're, or, right. you're testing it out. I mean, you're, yeah, you're testing it out. And, and, I, but it was interesting to me and I kind of went, Oh yeah, right. Because I, I don't make, I don't, I don't make decisions by myself. Um, yeah. which, uh, from, a, I mean, I ultimately I'm fine to carry the, the weight of making the decision mm-hmm. and I'm fine to make the decision. But I don't, that's not, that's not, my decision-making process is not by myself. Um, and it's been interesting to uh, recognize that and realize that and just ex- just to embrace it as part of my leadership style mm-hmm. um, and try to articulate it to people um, that, is, that is like, I'm trying this out. This is where this is at. Um, don't get attached to this. You know, the, I'm trying to, I'm trying to find ways to... Um, to articulate it so that people don't get confused about what I'm asking them exactly. Um, and so that they understand, you know, what role they have in the, in the conversation, which is an extremely important and powerful role, but not that I'm asking, not that I'm abdicating the responsibility for, um, making the decision, which is what I'm supposed to be doing. So it's, uh, yeah, I'm starting to, I'm trying to understand that a little bit better, what that means and how to, how to incorporate the group into that. And how to bring how to bring the right group together for it too, um, that's another thing. How to bring the right group together for that those conversations? Who do I need to talk to? What perspectives do I need in these situations to um, allow for uh, allow for a, a valuable conversation about it? Um, somebody who's going to challenge me, who's going to ask me a couple good questions, um, all that sort of stuff, and someone who's going to have the the time and space to be able to do that, which is yeah groups groups um the cause and solution to all of life's problems to to paraphrase to paraphrase the simpsons on alcohol uh um no absolutely that 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 rings many many of my bells of of not i don't know if a decision is good or bad until one, I think I've spoken it out loud that that, that act of articulating helps mm-hmm. me understand it and yeah. and writing or thinking or, you know, other solo practices of that don't do the same thing as talking about it to someone else. Mm-hmm. And, 
and sometimes it's not even that I need those questions. I just need to see their eyebrows move, right? That it's right. It's to understand how I feel saying this to someone else and how and how they're responding to it. That that mm-hmm. often that's just very important and to me and and without that I'm I'm in a in a stuck position that is not where I want to make sure that I'm not framing it and that the culture doesn't frame that as a weakness because I mm-hmm. think that problem of somebody sitting around and you know writing their pros and cons list without checking in with anybody and then announcing it you know that has that has done some things in the world that I am not happy with mm-hmm. historically and, and is a model of leadership that I and collaboration that I am not interested in I tried to do both with this decision mm-hmm. I was making I tried to do both and <clears throat> I don't normally do pros and cons but I have a I, I made a new friend recently who I was talking to about this decision and and she was like she suggested she said she said well I know it's corny but you know have you have you tried doing that and I just sort of I just sort of looked at her and I thought well I but I do that with people um but I, I then I thought you know what man, you know what I'm gonna try I'm gonna try to do both and so I did do both but what was fu- what I found was hilarious was my pros and cons list was all I, I had to, I had to actually really fight um to do a for myself to do a pros and cons list that wasn't about the pros and cons for the group hmm. <clears throat> that mm-hmm. wasn't about the group anyway. Um, that was about the pros and cons of this decision for me. Um, I had a, I had a really hard time with that. And that was an interesting challenge um, and valuable challenge was to, um, was to think singularly about it because it's a decision and I can't really talk about what it is, which it makes right. this all more mysterious. Um, but it's a decision that affect that, that does affect me. Um, which is why that was suggested to me is that I, you know, uh, try to focus on, and, and it was interesting about how, and then I, then, then what morphed was how the decision would affect the group in a way that, it makes things uh, positive or negative for me. Right. Um, <laughs> so it was funny to to sort of look at the list afterwards and kind of go, "Oh, look at that! I can't quite get out of out of my connection to the group or the group's connection to me, or I or thinking of myself in the group in a group setting." And um, and it, I even have to go over emails now. Um, and 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 watch myself that I haven't put the word we when I actually mean I. Right. Um, and uh, you know I know that we is we is better anyway on many many levels and is and is more often than not what I'm talking about. But on the times when it is actually no no I'm the one who's saying this or no no I it's me. Um, I have to I have to be like oh, no. actually you know what I am I am a single individual. In some cases, <laughs> doesn't often feel like it. But I am a single individual, and um, I should remember that occasionally, and um, and that 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 in and of itself was an interesting observation from yeah. this week. For and me. and we're single individuals in like this insanely complex networks of contexts, right? That are we're a single individual in a family, we're a single individual in a household, we're a single individual with a theater company, 
and an employer. You know, like there's so many contexts. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a strength. And I think, you know, I, looking looking at us both as people who were drawn to dramaturgy and have spent a lot of time helping the thing that is the show, you know, mm. that which is not us, or helping the group or helping working with the playwright. We're we're both clearly capable, if not drawn to situations in which we are very valuable, but are not the point of the room. Mm-hmm. And and I think, you know, I would like to think that there needs to be more of that. I think that, you know, I, I come down on the positive side of that, although, of course, the group needs to have a balance of those people that if, you know, whatever the plural noun of dramaturges are, that that's not the only thing available and, mm-hmm. and that a room full of dramaturges may not be the best way to make a play or to make an event. But that that, that outlook and that understanding of the contexts that surround something is certainly something that's incredibly important to my practice. And, and, how, and I have the same thing to be able to look and go like, oh, what... You know, what do I want for myself in three years? That I've always found very hard. And, you know, I think it causes, has caused problems in my life. But it's much easier to me to say, oh, I want this project to be done in three years. And so my life will be whatever it is moving towards that. Because of not being able to see myself quite individually without without these contexts Mm. and i think that like so many things it's not even a balance of those things i just want to be able to move back and forth to have to have the list that includes some things that are just about me and some things that are about the world i want because you know i was you know a lot of i was raised in such a way that that uh, people who so clearly put their personal interests above the interests of the culture or the people around them that that was not seen as a good thing <laughs> mm. and 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 is not my nature also in, in some sort of way you know mm. and that's problematic in lots of times right I don't you know I have deeper anxieties about interrupting other people or thinking that they might want to hear from me than is helpful. Right. But it also means that I, you know, I can listen and I can be in a room without needing to run it sometimes. Although I'm getting, Uh I don't know. Anyways. Well, (laughs) you know, the other thing too, that one has to recognize, right. is like, are the, the, the power of silence and the power of asserting yourself when you, when the time is right, as opposed to just asserting yourself for, for kicks mm-hmm. um, or asserting yourself. Cause it's a, because it's the way you do things. Um, you know, it was, it was interesting. I had a, a really great conversation this week um, with a mentor match that uh, was set up by LMDA, by the literary managers and mm-hmm. dramaturgs of the Americas. And, um, and I was talking to uh, a young dramaturg who is uh, inter- who's doing a bit of producing as well as dramaturgy. 
And we just talked about, we talked a lot about um, those two roles and we talked a bit about, uh, and I talked a bit about my role as executive director and, and how I think of it as dramaturgical. And, and, um, and we talked about, I mean, we talked about power and we talked about, um, uh, you know, we touched on a little bit of what happened in our, <laughs> what we talked about in our last podcast, mm-hmm. which was about, um, you know, the uh, different appearance, the appearance of, of things. Um, and it, but it was, it was valuable to sort of um, talk about the important power of a support system mm-hmm. um, for something and that without a support system, nothing would, nothing would stand up, right? right. Um, and that without, without our presence, um, that there wouldn't be, you know, without our presence, the, the show wouldn't be strong without our presence the something may not happen um and even if we're even if you know that that sense that you you know we're invisible um the supports on a building are sometimes invisible um but without them you know the whole thing would fall apart and that there's immense power in that we just need to we need to think about that and claim it a little bit or recognize not claim it recognize it um and and own it uh and it was an interesting it was a good and valuable and interesting conversation and and it kind of only that can only be clear in, in a group. Um, what your you know we we only think I mean I think we mainly think about our our place in our place in the world when we are in a group. Um, I guess some people I guess at least that for me I can say that's true for me is that part of the reason why I've made um, why I have any self awareness at all um, it, you know an occasional self consciousness but. Um, uh, but self-awareness is because of the amount of time I spend in groups and the amount of time I spend um, putting groups together. And I kind of love that, that I've had that. I kind of love that I've had that opportunity with all of its ups and downs to um, come to quite a, quite a bit more self-awareness than um, in a good way uh, mm-hmm. and, in, and in occasionally a negative way, but in a good way, because of the opportunities that I've had to to be in this many in this many groups and to um, have to think about how we're all working together, it, it it feels like a real it feels like a real gift. And there are a lot of people I know who um, don't nece- you know don't necessarily th- uh, have much of an awareness about where or they they think they do or they worry about it in a way that I I don't because I don't I can't I don't have to you know I I have I've I, I either already know because I've, I've been in some groups or because it's just always just a part of the way that I think now. Um, so it's, I feel, I feel kind of blessed by the, by the fact that I've, I've spent so much time in groups, even if sometimes I think, well, maybe you should, maybe you should go off on your own into the wilderness for mm-hmm. a while. Um, I, I, that's, I have that, um, I have that thought a lot actually that I should, Maybe it's time for me to go, uh, you know, a lot of, on my, in, so, okay, so the, a lot of the things that I follow on Instagram right. uh, <laughs> yeah. are, they're either, they're surf-related. Um, Shockingly, yeah. I know, uh, which is a solitary pursuit, right? Relatively yeah. solitary pursuit. Or all of, like, there's all, there's this whole group, there's all these people who are doing these solo or very small 
group trips like across the US or across right. New Zealand in adorable little camper vans, right? Sure. Um, yeah. Adorable cutie camper vans that they've created themselves, right? Um, and I, I am obsessed with those Instagram feeds, dude. Um, <laughs> and I find that really interesting, like the, the, that I spend so much time on group dynamics, but that my great fantasy is, I mean, that one of the things I, one of the things I do for kicks is, is paddle out into the ocean, um, on a board, you know, in theory by myself, although I always have a, I'm always kind of tethered to an instructor usually, not literally, but, um, the, but that that's, that's what I want to do in my spare time. And that I'm obsessed with this idea of like wandering off into the wilderness or, um, uh, building my own camper van <laughs> and driving around for a year, um, by myself or, or, uh, but even when I think about it being by myself, I realize that when I stop in different places, the first thing I'm going to do is find some people. Mm-hmm. I'm going to find some people and I'm going to, I'm going to, sit and, and experience a new group of people, um, and recognize, and the, the times that I've been, that I've gone off on my own on different trips with, and and met up with a group of people like that I don't know before, like the surf trip, the surf, the surf and yoga retreat I took in Nicaragua, or this past summer when I went on this little, this little sailing trip where I was on a boat with, you know, six other people. Um, it was funny to me to, be in a group of people I hadn't met outside of a work context. Cause usually when I'm in a group and, and worrying about or c- considering a group, it's in a work context, but in these social contexts, I'm finding myself in these groups and I'm finding myself thinking about, um, finding myself feeling really comfortable in certain roles in the group because that's just who I am in a group, mm-hmm. regardless of whether it's work or otherwise. Um, I don't say a lot and then I'll, and then I, I will find a way to say something that like I'll, I'll wait until it's time yeah. to, for me to, for me to say something. Yeah. And then usually I'm looked upon as the person who said something, you know, either funny or valuable or whatever. Um, or, uh, I think people, you know, people tell me later, I wasn't sure if you liked me. I'm like, well, okay. Um, because I'm, because I'm kind of quiet and reserved at first, not that anyone could tell from the amount I'm talking on this podcast, but, um, there's something, there's something in that that's, you know, uh, when I, when I do go off on my own, um, how eager I am to, uh, find myself with other people again. Absolutely. And I, I have the the going across the country has no appeal not much appeal because traveling i don't actually like i like being different places i don't love traveling mm. um even if you had a cutie camper van man well i would need a driver's license first and so oh, who knows right, like who knows if the open road once i had you know been autonomous on the open road because i'm only ever a passenger of the open road right I don't have that sense of uh, me and my camper van. We can go anywhere. Uh-huh. My mother certainly does. My mother has driven across the continent a few times sort of for kicks uh, so, or or for moving, but, you know, gets a van, outfits it, and and we'll do it. I have, I have oh, I just want to go to Cape Breton and... 
build a place where I can look at the ocean uh, and I'll just stay there. That's my fantasy of of solitude and uh. and awayness. And I have it all the time. And and in some ways, you know, when I say what do you you know, when I what's my what's the end of not end of life goal, but <laughs> what's a long term <laughs> goal that 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 one might I might look to and not just be about projects, you know, could be one of those situations. Uh-huh. Uh but also it is that I imagine being able to go into the town and sit at the bar and chat with the folks. Uh-huh. Um, and, and that if I'm alone too much in the city, I get extra unhappy and, and, and it's a negative cycle of aloneness. And so the group you know, that there's something about that pattern of back and forth again. And I think it's, it's so much of, of my interest is moving between groups as, as incredibly fatiguing as that is sometimes mm-hmm. to me that, that the, and, and potentially isolating of, oh, I, you know, I'm welcome in every room and a member of none is, mm-hmm. is an anxiety and a, a feeling that isn't necessarily as fun. But I certainly, I have it for going out to the woods for quiet experiences, going to movies alone. You know, that the amount of alone time that is required for me to be good in a group. And and the same, you know, the work either with, with Small Wooden Shoe and or Banff is all you know, groups of people, interesting people doing interesting things having impact on the world like that's and so so much of it is just thinking about what the group is going to do you know designing processes Uh and working on on experiences you know you're you're coming to to bamp for for through the looking glass our um an upcoming thing in Uh in when is that end of november (laughs) we're in the same month um you know, that's really, you know, that's designing experiences for people to have. And that's super exciting for me. And, I'll, and I'm really looking forward to that and facilitating it. I will need some time alone <laughs> uh-huh. after that is done. Uh, and, I, and at the end of every day, I, like we schedule in order to also allow you know, we don't over schedule in order to allow the people who are really fine being in a group for eight hours, but hour nine, things are going to go south. Uh You know, given that I am one of those people, I'm really sensitive to that when I'm designing groups. I already know what I'm going to do at the end of those days. I've already got this whole plan about going to the pool. Oh, nice. Because I I feel like that, that was one of my, when I was at Banff, uh, the Banff Center a lot more, uh, in previous years, uh, on different projects, I that having the having a pool so close, um, yeah. and that pool in particular, because there's just something about the way that it's glassed in, and you can kind of see the mountain, um, is is so I found I found it so peaceful um, and interesting uh, to be to mm-hmm. be there, and I found just being able to be in the water there, um, in, you know, I, I'm a water person, so there's nothing too shocking about that, but 
to be to able to be able to be in the water there um, for a period of time immensely refreshing. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. And so it was. It's it's interesting to me that when I think about going to the Banff Center, so some people have this thing where they're like, "Oh yes, the buffet." Um, but uh, for me, it's like, "Oh, the pool." Um, so I'm super excited about uh, being able to decompress and do some laps in the pool. Um, and that's, that's interesting. That's interesting for me as well Is that, you know, I, I, uh, that's what I'm excited about. Um, in addition to, oh, you know, but that's what I'm excited to do at the end of the exciting day that you guys are planning for us, (laughs) um, which is what I'm most excited about. But, um, but already to think about, okay, so how am I going to, and, and I, I don't know, I guess as I get further into my, career further into my life probably um i have uh, i i'm immediately think i'm immediately planning for what i'm going to do for my i mean, what i'm going to do for myself to replenish yeah in any given situation um and that's really key and it, it's interesting as i get busier and people say to me well how's your how's your li- how's your balance how's your life balance Are you, do you feel like you're balanced um that i I, I can say in all honesty, you know, some days are better than others, but I'm, but I always have it. It's, it's always in my mind what I'm going to do for myself to feel ready to do this again tomorrow mm-hmm. or next week or whatever. And, um, and that's pretty clear to me, um, you know, to varying degrees of success in actually achieving it. But I have an answer and I have some, you know, like, you know, I had a huge week this week, huge week. But this, but I was really, I went, I went last night to uh, a, a fitness class that I go to on a pretty regular basis, which makes me pretty happy. Um, and it's, it's surfing based, which is funny, but it's, it's, um, I knew that I knew that that had to happen at the end of this week yep. in order for this week to be okay. Yeah. And it did, which was great. Um, I, so yeah. that's and that's a small thing. That's like a fifty minute fifty minute thing that I do, but it means an immense amount. And and it's amazing to me how even something that that small or a period of time that small, uh, what that can do. Yeah, absolutely. And I think one of the things that I I think about again is is not so much balance. I I'm I'm trying to formulate these things a bit because I think it's also true in like art. I'm not, I'm not interested in balance or the sort of in between space. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think a lot of, a lot of these times when anyone, when we talk about there's multiple points of view on something or there's multiple ways of doing something, right. let's find a balance or, or let's find a middle ground. Uh, let's find a compromise. Uh, that that sort of means, oh, let's do both poorly. Or that can mm-hmm. mean let's do both poorly or let's, let's find stasis. And, and I'm not in favor of stasis. I'm, I'm in favor of, of change. And so finding the perfect single resting point is not the thing that I'm looking for because I think it's, it's, potentially sort of dangerous <laughs> to uh, to a culture like into to the life that I want to see around me 
so in this case, it's, it's no, there should be times when I'm working very, very hard mm-hmm. and I haven't got to a movie alone um, or I haven't like, you know, you've got, you've got the week that you've got and you can either say, I don't want that life. I don't want to have that week. And so I'm going to get a job probably outside of the arts that is entirely predictable and all my weeks are the same and I can go to those fitness classes sometimes. Um, but I don't get the, you know, the buzz of making theater or of, or even of the satisfaction of the way in which I feel like you go on surfing trips. Uh-huh. Um, that is, that is the, the overall mix to find is not not the gray paste but something that has dynamic change in it and and yeah and that i that to try to think about no i need self-care at this moment so that this moment can happen but it's not a blending i'm not looking for that perfect repeatable pattern and and at the same time i say that and i would desperately love a few more patterns in my life like i'm i'm now out of I am out of ratio on those things and 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 so would like some more structure but it you know it is this sort of back and forth and trying to for me trying to find the structures that allow for that kind of movement and difference. I've always said, you know, people love the word balance, right? And I, and and I I feel strongly about it that balance is in the eye of the beholder, quite frankly. Mm-hmm. Um because the, there is no the only the only person who can tell if there's optimal optimal balance is is you and if if and and that's you know there is no there is no perfect ratio of work to relaxation like there there isn't every it's going to be different for every person and and um and i <clears throat> i use the word balance because other people use it um because it's a it's a shared vocabulary yeah. that i find that i have like i have to engage with but for me it's um you know <sighs> I, I'll, I'll joke around sometimes because I, I one of my one of the one of my vices um, when I can when I can afford it, you know, time and financially, is to occasionally take a spa day mm-hmm. or go to the spa for something. Mm-hmm. And um, when I do that, like people go, "Oh wow, lucky you!" And I'm like, "Yeah, well, work hard, play hard, relax hard." Yeah. Like uh, when I relax, I relax hard, man. <laughs> I mean, I'm like. I'm going to freaking lean into yeah. <laughs> relaxing like big time. Yep. Like I'm going to put on a fluffy robe and I'm going to lie around and I'm going to get a massage and I'm going to drink a lot of cucumber flavored water. And that's the way I'm going to roll right now. Yeah. I'm going to relax yep. with a capital R. Um, and that's, you know, like if that's not, that's, that doesn't exactly sound like balance. Um, but it's, 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 <laughs> but it sounds like, yeah, the, the, a term that I, that I both really like and find, you know, a little something, uh, is, uh, is there's the stuff about trying to talk about what, what, what makes you flourish? What makes us flourish? And I don't love it cause it just, it. Yeah, I don't know. It's a certain well, about, kind of. Yeah, flourish is. I, I've heard thrive. Thrive, yeah. Thrive. Yeah, it's a it's, versus survive. Um, yeah. <laughs> flourish. Flourish has a wow. It's a yeah. I, I yeah. It's both. I yeah, like, it's got a whole other connotation than thrive. 
Um, it sounds yeah, like... the thing that I like about it is in an ecological sense. Uh-huh. Um, thrive, you know, thrive, like, you know, this is this is the game of business consulting at this point is trying mm-hmm. to pick pick your vocabulary and convince everybody of it uh, <laughs> so that they buy your services. But... Right. I haven't heard about flourishing before. No, so like flourishing, whole, yeah, like flourishing is new. Flir- yeah, it's a whole learn. new, it's a whole. Yeah, exactly. I should. I I want to flourish. Everyone else. I also want to thrive. I know. Everyone thrive. else is thriving. I'm going to flourish. Yeah, and <laughs> and so that's you know that's. But I don't know what the difference between you know that and post dramatic and dramatic theater. You know, like there's we all make up words that. Yeah, totally. Uh, don't describe things. But the the nice thing about it is that it isn't survival. It's not sustainability, right? That sustainability is a minimum, <laughs> right? That rather than thinking about building a sustainable, a business that allows the earth to sustain itself, um, that it that becomes like uh, tolerance, right? It's it's these words that are like a bare minimum, and that becomes the achievement. And flourishing also could mean that flourishing for me and flourishing for you looks very different and is a little somehow less thriving. Again, all of this is just association, but my association becomes of of winning or of uh, maybe because it sounds like striving. Um, but but yeah, what what is the ingre- set of ingredients that that let me get closer to the life I want to live in the world that I want to live it. Mm. And that's, and to become self-aware, try to be self-aware of that. Uh, And again, sort of survey says, or, you know, the literature that exists around these things partially says that people who are self-aware of how they work, like that's, that's a good measure of success, maybe flourishing. Uh, not not IQ or not just sort of raw capacity, but right. also a self-awareness of strengths and weaknesses and an ability to think about how they think and think about how they do. That, that, that ability to know, oh, I need the spa day and you think that's crazy, but I can't do the thing that you think is great unless I do this thing that you think is crazy. And so... Who cares if you go to the spa and I go see an action movie uh, or sit in the woods? Uh-huh. But yeah. that it's not, you know, one, yes, it's it's very, it's quite personal, generally. And, and that it's necessary and it's necessary to articulate, which I think for, again, going back to, you know, being the people in the room who are used to helping the room. Yeah. I find I can find it quite hard to articulate even to myself like dude you just need to go do that thing like go for a walk go you know I say I keep saying these movies and I'm I'm thinking as I'm saying it like I haven't done that in a while and and then I think like oh I don't really like movies that are out right now you know it's uh, anyway but so there's also of course probably for me the problem of thinking too much about how I'm thinking uh that that itself can be a thing yeah but yeah, in these positions that we we think about how we want to be and how we want to work and that we're not stuck in 
the model that is given to us by whoever else. Uh, and especially for me, especially if I'm, you know, I've chosen a life that is outside a bit of the mainstream and uh, I'm not, I don't, you know, being normal was a lesser position again <laughs> growing up, right? That was, <laughs> that was clearly normal was not going well. And so right. one should strive to not be normal. Uh, that's, that's what thriving looked like is, is how to thrive without something without capitulation was the word I was going to say. Uh, and, and I think that's, you know, I've been finding that very hard and very challenging of late, but it's still, it's still the thing that I need to find and I'm not going to be made happy or flourishy without finding that balance, right? That, that I could, we could all make choices that might make some parts of our lives easier and and those would also have impact would also affect other parts in that yeah that mix oh what do you do what, what do, you, do you do well you know i look at uh, again these these instagram feeds and there's two of them and i'll, <laughs> I'll mention them just in yeah. case our our uh, our listeners are um, on instagram yeah. and want to uh you know, follow the same fantasies I do. Yeah. Um, one of them is, uh, is this, this woman named Cap, uh, she, she goes by Captain Liz Clark on the, mm-hmm. on Instagram, but her name is Liz Clark and she lives on a boat and, and sails all over the world and surfs and, um, meets people and, um, writes, uh, and, and is, I mean, she's, I think her, some of the support that she gets for this comes from, you know, being her life being a bit sponsored, um, but by some really interesting companies like like Patagonia and stuff like that. Uh, and she's, um, yeah, like I, I I look at that life, and that I mean that that life surely cannot be easy, um, but it's it's fascinating to me, um, and you know when I think about when I think about what you know, even though I have a, I have a job where I, a, a job that the, the variations on normal, even within the, within mm-hmm. our, uh, extraordinary sort of lives that we lead as, as, um, people who work in the arts, you know, I have a desk job, quite frankly. Um, most of the time it's a desk job. I mean, I was making spreadsheet jokes earlier for Christ's sake. Um, so the, that, you know, sometimes when I think about my life, I think about it as um, getting increasingly more, uh, more like other people's lives. But then I, then I very quickly have to realize, no, no, there's a huge continuum um, mm-hmm. of, of how people live. And I'm in a, I'm still in a really interesting position. And I'm in an interesting position where I can, where I can, um, where I find myself in, in a lot of interesting groups or in, in unique places by myself. And that's what I've, that's what I've built. And it doesn't necessarily mean that my life is, is easy. Um, but it means that, uh, it's, it's a life that people who have a lot of, that have normal quote unquote, normal lives, um, find very appealing 
and and sometimes the the stability of other people's lives may seem appealing to me but it's 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 just it's it's interesting to contemplate lives that are even more unique than mine um, mm-hmm. and uh and to think about to think about where i sit on that on that overall continuum and yeah so it's a, I feel like, like I said, I feel very fortunate to be in the place that I'm in. Um, and, and I have to, rem- I have to remember that on, on particular days when it seems very, uh, very, very challenging and very tricky. Yeah. And that's not easy either. Nope. No. And there are, there are. you know, we all, to be, to recognize, you know, the in the in the waves of uh, gratitude philosophy, of which you know, I'm sure many of us have at least one Facebook friend who, yes, posts their gratitude challenges. Mm-hmm. And I look at that and I go, "That's amazing. Uh, that probably is very helpful, and I should do more of that." And. And it doesn't, yes, and, yes, and that doesn't mean that critique or change, I'm trying to find a word other than criticism uh-huh. or, uh, or negativity, right? That, 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 that pointing out the ways in which things can get better is, is also important. I mean, I think, you know, going back to, to where we started on on circle and the sort of what uh-huh. making a circle to circle on what different people want out of their evening at the theater yeah or their evening out you know i'm often in the camp of of the i don't want to see people be mean to each other because uh-huh. i see that all the time and i feel that's well represented on netflix and and it's not the it's not my practice, you know, my, I think I've mentioned this, you know, but the story that I am most drawn to is the group of misfits get together and go fight big bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that's, that's the story that appeals to me and, and is part of what I make when I make work. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's also, I can understand why the, points at which art is a, a mirror to reflect a reality and especially a reality that isn't an underrepresented reality. You know, I think watching middle-aged rich white people be mean to each other or witty, uh, those things are a little less interesting to me because I'm like, there's really plenty of that. Mm-hmm. But, but if it is, you know, for, I would imagine people under 26 and under, are not ATP's main demographic. I'm just going to go out on a limb. Not, not usually, no. Not, um, that, that, that part of then becomes a different thing of giving access to, to a world that is unseen, to, to a truth that mm-hmm. is underrepresented. And, you know, I think of, um, I think as a young writer, Cliff Cardinal. Yeah. Does that with, 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 uh, Huff was, was just in Toronto. And and I saw what's the other one? Scratch, stitch, stitch. Uh, 
that that those places of looking at something that's uncomfortable and real and and not well articulated in in the main parts of culture mm-hmm. or the common the common parts of culture that's yeah. that's re- that is something that I do you know that that gets thrown in my ingredients where I'm not going to compl- you know and I'm not I I mean yeah I'm going to complain about what people do but uh because I have opinions people may have noticed uh <laughs> but but that that mix of things that reflect uh an underseen world and an underseen truth and and then the group getting together and going out and then just a nice a nice night out which you know i think isn't without its its importance uh, in fact i think it may be you know an unalienating night out mm-hmm. an unalienating experience at all i think is pretty important these days and age where we have a lot of where i feel alienated a lot I'm trying to use mm-hmm. my i statements uh and so that is you know that is theater maybe can do that i think in the best of cases but i also and and you know in comedy can do that and comedy doesn't do that for me as much this is where i was actually going with that thought comedy you know that that we can do that without being mean to people less disenfranchised people you know we can do that without gender stereotypes and um stupid racist jokes and you know like we can that that's and but it's uncommon right it's 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 and it's and in some ways getting getting harder i think in the mainstream to somebody on facebook posted uh, i liked music more or music was better when ugly people could make music right which was really like i've heard a few (laughs) times and is there like is a thing that is worth reflecting on right that yeah um yeah and you know i'll say i think that the even the the concept of alienation like the what i'm learning from watching the circle um Mm. is that and the conversations around the circle is that alienating is in the eye of the beholder yeah um because uh, it's it's as i said the the vast majority of the people who are seeing the show and who are buying tickets and talking to people about it are not finding it alienating, mm. but the the few that are uh, the few that are are, are um, it it reveals something really interesting about about the show and and about where what where we're at in the in our expectations yeah. of and and who of, gets to be who gets to feel alienated right like that yeah. is that's you know we can maybe mm-hmm. that's the next topic right like that that there are tons of people. Who already feel alienated. Who feel alienated already by the time they've shown up somewhere. Yeah. You know, that that my, and this goes into privilege, right? That my privilege as a white guy is that I am so rarely in a room where there's no one else who looks like me. Mm-hmm. That doesn't happen much. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we've talked about that a bit. But that, 
that the that sense of and so so I think for some people it comes as a surprise when they're alienated because they're so rarely alienated, mm-hmm. um, and then it, and then you know or or the surprise comes in a twenty six year old coming and seeing another twenty six year old's words and not feeling alienated and that's also a surprise. Yeah. So it sounds what's nice in the circle and what is strong about the reactions and worth really supporting is that there is some surprise <laughs> like yeah, there absolutely. is there is and that's and that's also you know more likely to happen with a new play than or a new creation than with uh you know part of the joy of a Noel Coward play is that nobody's surprised mm-hmm. <laughs> right you're like or your surprise is is very heavily compressed in a sort of audio sense right like it's yeah it's in you know what range your surprise is going to be in. Yeah, absolutely. And and I think it's, you know, yes, in this world, I can also understand why people don't necessarily want to go out and have no idea what they're going to get, right? Or, yeah. or only going to be surprised. But that there there is a role for surprise in that. Yeah. And needs and you- to be. And even as somebody who enjoys surprises like that, yeah. um, there are days when I um, I don't I'm not I'm not up for it. Oh God, days. yeah. I mean, I just w- rewatched all of Daredevil. Like, you know, I, I I've already seen it, it's not, and it's not okay. even that new or that good. But yeah, part of it really was. You know, I reread. There are science fiction books that I reread fairly regularly because I like them and they're not surprising. <laughs> yeah, and and that's totally pleasant i yeah i think to one of the things on the sort of extreme the the avant-garde historical avant-garde rage of art that that there should only be surprise i'm like i don't that's not it either and then we're back (laughs) to like if you just hung out in the spa yeah then I'd get bored sooner or later. You'd get bored sooner or later. And and in a certain way, then for me, then I would start being like, Vicky, you could be contributing to the world. Like, I, I get know, that. Jacob. You should try some of this coke, this um, this cucumber water. I Hey, I'll hang out here with you for like <laughs> at least four days in a row. Um, <laughs> and probably even longer. You know, I will like, you know, my my problem is that whatever the surprise of getting out of bed becomes hard uh whatever surprises are involved in leaving my room uh so you know because i want to be surprised i would love to be surprised in positive ways yeah anyways i also think you bet that surprise is having just been all in favor of it it's my least favorite rhetorical device false Ah. surprise Right. False surprises. Oh my God! Do you believe that this is still possible? It's like, yeah, yeah. I have a, yeah. Look at history. <laughs> right. Are you aren't you shocked that Canada treats First Nations people poorly? It's like shocked. No. Mm-hmm. Angry. Sad. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Even just the prevalent. <laughs> but just the shocked. Pre- no. Pre- the prevalence of OMG to begin yeah. with is yeah. kind of like, oh come yeah. on. OMG colonialism. Why, is, there anything, is there anything? Is there anything that surprising anymore? Really? Either it's all surprising or none of it is surprising. Right. I don't know. Yeah. It's but it it, it it's it's interesting. It, yeah. It's it's interesting to me how we 
how we decide how we decide to frame something um e- e- either uh, you know frame frame something f- frame things for frame things for other people in a way that that we think are more palatable or will ca- will capture their attention um with the with the idea of surprise and yeah. and this is it i mean i get it as a as an attention you know attention grabbing is mm. But then it then it, it falls back then it, it like eats itself. Yeah. Because now I look at OMG and I go, whatever this is is not gonna be all is not gonna be OMG ish. Yeah. So well we, here's you know highly unlikely. Ten things you didn't know about Camper Vans and the seventh will shock you. Uh <laughs> you know, that <laughs> we're we're just in a we're in a time where that is a rhetorical device because yeah. it's because attention is probably the commodity yeah yeah way above money uh you know money comes with attention right twitter is worth money because it has people's attention yeah um but i should probably start getting uh set for rehearsal yeah Um, omg you have omg i have rehearsal uh um well have a i you know have a great have a great fun palace thank you and uh, and enjoy enjoy your time with your group, man. I will. We're at the B Current Studio, so just oh, amazing. Uh, so yes, uh, where where speaking of the Twitter, um, where could people find you on the Twitter? Uh, I am at Vicky Stroich. Yeah. And um, I'm also on Instagram. Oh, at, right. at the Stroich, if you at want to see nice. me. Um, occasionally post things about ATP or about surfing depending on your activities depending on the activities uh, and and yeah and uh, and if you want to check out my t- my two favorite um, uh, you know watching other people do awesome things alone um, it's uh, at life in the slow lane uh, and at Captain Liz Clark are two of my favorites on Instagram. I've been you know in my need to get off Facebook I've been like maybe I should spend more time on Instagram which is not the solution uh, I'm I'm at Jacob Zimmer on Twitter and at uh, JPL Zimmer on, on Instagram which I'm very active on when I travel but not when I'm at home <laughs> um, which may you know and that yes maybe that's a goal my goal because when I got back from Japan my goal was to treat Toronto as if it were Tokyo to treat it with the same bewilderment and potential for positive surprise. Uh, anyways, all that to say, maybe my Instagram will suddenly become real. Well, I hope you find it yeah. in Toronto as you leave your house today, Jacob. <laughs> Thank you. Um, and and we'll we'll be back in a couple weeks. You bet. All right. Bye. See you soon. Bye. Okay, we can stop recording. There we go. Recording stopped.